1: Hey everyone, Matt Beamer here alongside Charlie Herkus is bringing you another episode of Rambling About Racing. Hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode with Johnny Thomas from Erska. It was definitely a lot of fun having him on the show and a lot of fun talking to him about Erska and what he does with Erska. Hope you enjoyed that. But now we're back to regular routine. we got a great episode in store for you. going to be covering the Formula One race from Bahrain, the IndyCar race from Texas, as well as the... I don't know how you could describe it right now, Charlie. The uh, NASCAR races from Atlanta. I think it's too early to tell for me, but we'll get more into that. But how's it going, man? Uh, going good. Going
2: good. You know, got our opening race out of the way. Uh, I'm looking forward to the first points race of the
1: season for us. Just living life right now, you know. So, Yeah, tell us about that first race because uh, if nobody caught it on Speed 51 TV, which was a by far one of the greatest things I've ever discovered here when it comes to short track racing <laughs> across the United States. Yeah, If, yeah, you, if you didn't catch it there, you were doing great, man. The commentators were just doing nothing but talking about you throughout the course of the race and with maybe five laps to go. It looked like you had a tire go down there. At least that was the hypothesis from the commentating booth that you might have had a tire go down. You definitely had something to go wrong with the car. What happened, man?
2: Yeah, so, you know, really looking forward to this race because of the amount of effort and time that we had put into this. Showed up. First practice didn't go quite as planned. I mean, we were the, we were fastest in the first practice, but it still just it handled like crap. So we made a spring change and went back out there, second practice, wound up second fastest, qualified second, started outside pole, ran second the whole race and did not need all those cautions coming out. The longer the green flag ran, the more we would run the leader down and just ran my fastest lap on lap 19, hit the back straightaway coming out of two on lap 20 and a little spring, a little tensioner spring come loose and
1: caused us to fall out of the race. It's always those cheap parts. Is it? It's never like a motor I mean, it's, it's, I mean, or anything. A little five dollar spring. Maybe. Yeah, it's always. I mean, I mean a five dollar part brought down the space shuttle twice, Charlie. I mean, we got to yeah, remember I mean, that. I'd too. rather.
2: I'd rather it be that than us, you know, cooking engine or something like that. Yeah, by all means, but. And, and,
1: and something that I learned too, just based on the broadcast, that you guys use snowmobile engines. You don't use mm-hmm. like. I, I thought it was like lawnmower engines. No, it's snowmobile no, engines. Absolutely, and yep. That South Alabama Speedway is the only speedway in America, apparently that cover that has that kind of series, the couple like Series. Yeah, they
2: they used to run up north, um, New York, Pennsylvania. Actually, ran some road courses up there in these cars too, and they just steadily phased out up north. And now, now they're they're just running down here. We're hoping to run Montgomery Speedway a couple of times this year. Um, and I would really like to go run five flags once or twice, hopefully once this year. So down in
1: Pensacola, that'd be a lot of fun. I mean, that would be great to see, great to do. And uh, man, I hope, wish you the best of luck throughout the rest of the season. Man, when's Absolutely. your next race? When's your next race?
2: Uh, April second. So after after this first race, I, I think we got a lot to a lot to go on this year. So yeah, that was right. everybody was way off speeds wise. Lap times were just way off this this race. But it it was a wet weekend, so. Okay. Uh, yeah. We we got a lot to build on, but uh, we we showed a lot of a lot of speed and definitely ahead of the rest of the field based off that first race. Yeah, so, you definitely so chasing I, him down. I, I like where
1: we're at, and I, I think we got a good season ahead of us. All right. Well, I, I wish you the best of luck the rest of the season. Can't wait to catch you throughout the rest of the season. It should. It's going to be yeah, great wish, to watch. I wish Speed Fifty One could come do all the races. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, South Alabama doesn't fork up the money to do that. I mean, I think I that know. would be great for I South know. Alabama it's Speedway. Just, and uh,
2: they just don't do a lot of the regular I mean, well, Saturday night local class. That's and also the only a, reason why
1: they were there that the weekend Rattler. Is
2: because it was the Rattler. You had the, the Pro late and the Super Light models there that weekend. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, at least you got some coverage
1: there. Hopefully, everybody. Yeah, oh, hopefully, I, I,
2: I went back. And watched the race a few nights ago.
1: Finally, um, now that I had time, definitely a lot of coverage. Yeah, so a really lot of coverage. Very so. Good coverage. It was very fun to watch, and hopefully, more in the future, we'll try to bug Speedway Fifty One and South Alabama Speedway to do that. But hope everyone's doing well out there. Whether you're listening to us on your regular podcast platform or Burns Radio, really do appreciate it. It's it's like I said, Johnny Thomas on last week. Hope you enjoyed that. I completed my basic fire investigator training which means I'm just dangerous enough to put myself into a sticky situation while investigating the origin and cause of fires. But learned a lot. It's a new career path that I've chosen here. And, and in other words, if I if I need an insurance claim to go my way, I know who to call. No, that's that's a good way to and land in prison. I'm not even gonna <laughs> even gonna mess no, with that. No, you said it. No, I'm it's not. That's not what you told me in text messages. No, I, got they, in proof, I, so. I, I got it improved. I got it improved too. I said nothing in the storage, man. You're gonna get no, me. you can delete texts all you want to, but they're on the record. Okay, well, guess what? I'm yeah, yeah. You know what? Moving on, moving on. Question of the week this week here. Before we move on was what trophy in motorsports would you want to have on your mantle I know Charlie has a lot on his mantle there according to the background but Charlie I'm going to start off with you cuz I'm curious to know what your answer is if you could trade all those you know, trophies out
2: I, I feel like you're going to you're you're going to look towards IndyCar and, and you're probably going to say Indy 500 and I'm going to go back to the late models oh wow and it is going to be something just a few hours away and it's not even going to be the track up the road it's gonna be a snowball derby, isn't it? it? it absolutely it's gonna be a <laughs> snowball derby.
1: <laughs> See, that's uh, why I, I, is I would that?
2: love to look the the race up the road's a big race by all means, and it's something I've went and watched as a two, three, four, five year old kid. But the snowball derby is a is a crown jewel by far, and okay, not taken away from the rattler by no means. It's is a big deal, and this year had one of the biggest payouts that race has seen in decades. But when you have 56, 57, you know, 60 cars show up and practicing all week long to try and qualify right. in the top 30. And they're all within a that top 30 is within four to five tenths of a second of each other. It's a, it's a big deal.
1: Right. So, okay. I mean, that, that's a very understandable. And, and I don't know how you determine that I would pick the, uh, Borg Wagner Trophy, the Indianapolis 500 Trophy, but I did. If I could win anything, it would be the uh, prestigious Indianapolis 500. I mean, your your answer is off the beaten path. I was expecting something like Monaco, maybe Daytona, Brickyard 400, any of those, or Grandfather Clock from Martinsville, but... That would
2: that so the grandfather clock would be my second one Martinsville the the grandfather clock would have been my second one by all means that's it's just a different trophy
1: yeah it really is but uh yeah the Borg Wagner trophy would be mine and here's the reason why it is called tro- you it, out I, can't. I mean you did I don't know how I mean you guessed it I don't know how you did I'm I'm almost becoming the IndyCar guy especially based off of this last weekend's race but it was commissioned by automotive supplier Borg Wagner and is permanently housed in the Indianapolis. Motor Speedway Museum. This It was unveiled at 1936 dinner hosted by then Speedway owner Eddie Ridenbacker. The trophy is officially declared as the annual prize for the Indy 500 victors. It was first presented to the 24th winner of that race, the 24th annual 500 race winner, I should say, Louis Mayer. And, uh, and he stated that winning the Boris Wagner trophy was like winning an Olympic medal. And I think it's... Just like that, to me, the Boris Wagner Trophy is definitely the trophy to have on your mantle. But Charlie says the Snowball Derby, let us know what you think. What trophy do you want on your mantle? Using hashtag what you think Itm. That was last week's question of the week. We're going to have one closing out the show here. But now, Charlie, we get into this. We get into the the race weekend. It was an amazing weekend of race, and I watched... All three series of NASCAR, the mm-hmm. Indy race and the Formula One race. So right there, just five, six, seven, eight. I mean, I watched over a 1,000 miles of racing. It was a great weekend racing. Formula One kicked off in bomb Rain. We're going to start off with that. I wish Preston was here. Unfortunately, Preston is not here today to talk about the Indi- uh, the Formula One race. We racing. should just
2: have that like going across the banner at
1: the bottom of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Preston is not here. It, it, like the breaking news news tracker. It's like, where's Preston? We don't know. Uh, anyway, yeah, <laughs> that's a messed up question man. of the week. Where on earth is Preston? Where's mood. Preston? Yeah, the Formula One guy, I was expecting him to be hopefully here for this, especially the Formula One segment of this show. But for the Formula One race at Rain, did you catch it by any chance? I, I didn't. Sunday morning we were
2: uh we were tied up doing a fiftieth wedding anniversary for Jeff Reeves and all them parents that, you well, know, have, have helped us out and stuff like that. Well
1: congratulations so. to Mister and Mrs. Reeves for their yep. fifty year wedding anniversary. That's amazing. I mean, we're looking at my Caroline and I are looking at year twelve coming up here soon, so 50 years, that's a long time. Congratulations to them. That's the golden anniversary right there, ladies and gentlemen. And Congratulations to them. So understandably that you're not, that you weren't there to watch, but dude, you missed a, it was your typical Formula One race. They unveiled the new cars and I was thinking that it was going to be somewhat closer in action, but still the Red Bulls were out in front, the Ferraris were out in front, and the Mercedes were out in front. But it was really crazy because they're at the end of the race, both Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez of Red Bull kaput Probably because the uh, the F1 board or whatever you call it, the council,
2: um, they probably had a little trigger to uh, blow both their engines to make Hamilton happy for the ending of last year. Well, I mean, it didn't even matter so,
1: because, I mean, right there it was, I mean, within 10 laps to go there at Bahrain, Verstappen his Where were his, they running whenever they whenever it went out? I think Verstappen was running second and Perez was running like maybe... Third, I mean, they were right there in the top in the podium positions when it happened. Oh, yes. Verstappen ended up finishing nineteenth, and Perez ended up finishing eighteenth. And so, going into the second race of the season here for Formula One, they they don't have any points going into the Constructor Series mm-hmm. Championship or the Driver Series Championships. However, I must say, Ferrari for the first time in forty-seven races finished one and two. With Charles Leclerc finishing first and Carl Sainz finishing second. for So Ferrari coming out swinging right there. They're having a great run. Lewis Hamilton finished third and his new teammate George Russell finishing fourth. So great day for if you're in the Mercedes camp in Mercedes. But here's my thing. Before the Formula One season start, we all know Russia invaded Ukraine. A lot of controversy there in the F1 world. Right. They took away the Formula One Grand Prix of Russia, so there is no yep. more Russian Grand Prix this year. Which, politics aside, if you invade another country, you don't deserve really much of anything, especially if it's out of no interest to you whatsoever. Except other make, than, I just want that country. Other than, I want to restore the former Soviet Union, which the Soviet Union has been dead Correct. since 1991. Yeah. Whatever. We're not going to get dive into the weeds of that. But then... Remember, the Russian driver for Haas F1 was, yep. Nikita was, let, was Nikita was Nikita go Mazzebun was let go because of that. And along he was like, with
2: sacrificing a lot of sponsorship right. money at the same time because it was a Russian
1: sponsor. But then we look at it like this. They brought and Kevin Magnuson, who hasn't raced, I believe, in a couple years in Formula One. So coming in with mm-hmm. a brand new car. Have, yep. I feel rejuvenated that Haas F1 team. Kevin Magnuson finishing fifth. Right out of the gate, and then his teammate Mick Schumacher finishing 11th, which was good on Mick Schumacher. I mean, he didn't have a great rookie season last season. I mean, right. Keenan Mazepin didn't really help out anything whatsoever. I mean, it was, no, it was not really, Koss was the laughing stock. Ne- ne- neither one really did no, squat, they, they, last didn't, year. they didn't do anything much to mention except that whole controversy. Just another the reason for F1 to laugh at the American team, right? But now the American team. <laughs> Just if, like they used to do to us whenever we play F1 online. All oh, right. The Americans. Oh, the Americans. Who are these guys? Can they wreck us? <laughs> go, go back to NASCAR. But now, yeah. now it no, looks go like. Go back to circles, Yeah. But, check, but. And now it looks like, just based on the points and everything, that Haas is now third in the Constructors' Championship after the first race, where in the last couple of years, we're just crap for Haas. I yeah. think this is a resurgence for Haas. They can't let this get to them. They need to, the keep, fresh air. they need to keep developing Mick Schumacher. They need to keep working on Kevin Magnuson. And I feel like a podium or two is in the future for Haas F1 team, if not a, maybe a win here within the next couple of months. I mean, maybe yeah. well, maybe a few more months down the road, but at least a couple it's of podiums. It's not out of the question. No, it's not out I of mean, the question. No, not at all. But now Haas is coming back. Valtteri Bottas finishing sixth. Oh, Esteban Ocon 7th, it, it was a great race. Needless to say, it wasn't the race of the weekend for me, but it was fun seeing Formula 1 back on track. And a new car, and Hamilton didn't win. Anybody yeah. but Hamilton. Anybody but the golden child of F1. The golden child of F1. That, that is an understatement right there. But going back there, right after Formula 1 race on Sunday, I take it you probably didn't catch it either, the IndyCar race from Texas. Yes. Bro, I just have to say this one thing. This this was the one of the best IndyCar races I have ever seen. Indy cars on ovals outdo Indy cars on road courses 10 times out of 10, in my opinion. For me, I mean, it's just amazing watching these cars go 126 miles into the corner, blipping the throttle, and then getting right back into it. The, the skill and concentration it takes to drive one of these around. the
2: Well, you know, when you were out west, the car was
1: half as light and the tires were twice as wide so you can do that thank you charlie for the days of thunder reference i really do appreciate that no, i am just saying i mean you're not wrong there but it was amazing watching and i tell you what scott mclaughlin was dominating that race leading 186 laps it was a 300 and i believe 25 lap race it was, it was a long race but i mean it went by fast i mean 26 second laps i mean two laps every minute about on average and yeah, you're going to click down the time and laps pretty fast, but, man, he was dominating that race. And on the final lap, Joseph Newgarden on the outside leads the lap that counts the most, which was the final lap, and led three laps out that All race. it takes. And, man, I felt for Scott it was such a disappointing thing. But I think the biggest news out of that whole race that everybody talked about on Twitter wasn't the fact that it was a last lap pass, which was a great last lap pass for anybody if that's what you want to see in auto racing you don't want to see the guy lose it on the last lap but you kind of want to see the guy the underdog come up and say nope i'm going to take this from you one way or another it was the fact that jimmy johnson seven time nascar champs jimmy johnson finishing sixth he's, in he's the race.
2: probably spent quite a bit of time into simulators and stuff like that in the off
1: season but at the same time he didn't do this well on road courses he finished
0: mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i
1: was only playing
0: for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world that's chumbacasino.com no Purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law, 18+. plus. Terms and conditions
1: apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. There's very poorly in, La- in the opening race at St. Petersburg there on the road course. Road courses aren't his thing with IndyCar. Yeah, he's won a few road courses in NASCAR. Completely yeah. different beast. But man, you get him on an oval, especially an oval that he knows very well in Texas Motor Speedway. He's won there a number of times in that old 48 Hendrick Motorsports Chevrolet and all of a sudden, and Jimmy Johnson, he's a true, like, okay, this guy isn't a... I mean, he needs to prove it again at another oval, I feel, or a road course. Correct. But Jimmy Johnson, I feel like, is coming into his own in IndyCar. You know, I thought he was over the hill and done after he retired from NASCAR. But no, Jimmy Johnson, I think, can compete for a podium. You know, top five finishes I and mean, top tens this year, more so than anything. But, yeah, I'm curious to see what he'll do in Indy for the 500. He's won a number of Brickyard 400s. He needs to add an extra 100 miles on there and beat a very tight field for that day Indianapolis 500. And I feel like he could do that. I feel like he could do very well in that, but it was a great race. I mean, Texas was a great race for IndyCar. Hoping to have more ovals on the calendar there because IndyCar, to me, is not fun on the road course. It's fun on the oval. Yeah, no, I agree. Charlie, before we continue on with today's episode, I wanted to remind everyone out there about our online stores at Teespring and Bonfire. There you can find the latest and greatest rambling about racing gear, such as T-shirts, hoodies, hats, pint glasses, you name it, we got it. And if we don't have it, you just tell us what you want made up, and we'll make it up. And, Charlie, we got a very special discount code this month. And what is that discount code?
2: Yeah, guys, uh, go on there, enter discount code TUFF, T U F.
1: F, tough and what's significant about tough that's my baby boy's name all right that, that's my dog's name that's his dog's name and, we'll, <laughs> and I tell you what charlie for that we're going to give them 20 percent off of all their orders from now till the end of march using discount code tough tuff, t-u-f-f at teespring and bonfire links will be in the podcast description below as well as a youtube video below go check it out and remember discount code TUFF from now to the end of march for 20 out off your orders Now we get to what everybody was thinking about this weekend, and that was the NASCAR races from the new Atlanta Motor Speedway with the Progressive Banking for the Truck Xfinity Cup Series is, Series and Charlie. We're going to spend a while on this, so we're going to go ahead and start it off fast. First impressions of this past weekend for, we'll, we'll just say, all three races as a, as, so a, as a collective.
2: Going into it, did not really know what to expect. When I heard it was going to be the high downforce, low horsepower package, and that they were going to try and group them up, I I wasn't really sure what to expect. Wasn't a fan, I guess, of that idea going into it. It it was just a – it seemed like a really big if. There's there's a really big but what if this happens factor. So it it just – it was up in the air. I don't know. There was definitely a lot of controversy from some drivers – we all know Kyle Bush don't like it. He don't like nothing because he's not winning. That's, that's just how he is. That's how he's always been. It's not going to change. I think this new car has been a good thing so far. Uh, NASCAR is going in the right direction. The racing this year has been great. Atlanta was no different to me. It proved me wrong on the low down or uh, low horsepower, high downforce. I thought the racing was great. Truck's disappointed a little bit. I usually expect more excitement out of the truck race. Xfinity, kind of the same way. It was a a little above mediocre race for me. Cup race was definitely the race of the weekend. Uh, I know I'm jumping ahead of the show a little bit, but that was kind of the one that everybody was looking forward to with this next-gen car. It's the first time we've ran the high downforce, low-horsepower package on this style track, you know. We've made a a mile-and-a-half super speedway, so to speak. It it is what it is. Uh, I would, however, like when they run Atlanta in the fall, I would like for them to run the regular package. I would like for them to see what happens. Let's run two separate races. You've ran it this way. Let's run it the other way. Let's run it like a true mile-and-a-half track. Let's see what happens. What do you think?
1: Well, going back here, Dustin Long did interview Kyle Busch after he DNFed in the race. We're going to play a clip from there on that on the show real quick to let everybody hear it there's a little he's at the track so there's car noises going on so if the audio quality isn't the best forgive me but then we'll break that down and then i'll give you my two cents on that
2: hey can you talk about what happened with the three of small this i don't know i got loose this type of racing is it making you more an entertainer than a driver yep you like this version of Atlanta better than the old one no nope.
1: Can of time in yeah, on that. You can chime in on that real quick because we got a lot to unfold with just that so, twenty-three second interview. I feel so. I don't think it's making
2: them more of an entertainer, only for the fact if that was the case, then Daytona and Tyler Day is nothing more than an entertainment.
1: You know, so, no. Well, here's here's what I saw from this. And let, let me go back to this that, because that was just a quick interview. It was a quick twenty-three second. Uh, it was. I, typ- I do
2: see where the typical question
1: con- could be raised, though.
2: You know, well do you think this is just this track was made because of entertainment aspect. Right. Sure. But let's face it, all mile and a half can be
1: ran about the same. So why not make one that's slightly different than all the others? Yeah, no nobody's debating that. I think it's the I think it was the mindset of NASCAR going into this weekend because what they did was they took the packages from Daytona and Talladega, they restricted the engines and they and and they ultimately made pack racing for that series and and that's okay i guess for an all-star week and we saw it in the all-star race a few years ago where they put restrictor plates on the engine or tapered spacers Mm -hmm. and raced essentially the same package as they're racing now what i didn't like about it is i think they looked at the probably testing that went on there before and went man these cars are carrying a lot of speed we need to do something about this or it's going to be chaotic. That's also
2: what you get when you try to build a it, mile and a half super speedway. Where so you can speak. run wide but open. That's fine. Then less us then going into the fall race at Atlanta. Because if I'm not mistaken, there's a night race at Atlanta in the fall, right? Yeah, yep, there is. All right. It's like Memorial Day weekend or something. No, like that. Memorial Day weekend's the Coke 600, dude. Oh, yeah, that's right. They've changed everything up. My bad. Then they need to go back in there with, if you want to run a low, low horsepower package, Fine, but don't put the high downforce package on there as well.
1: And what what I didn't like about that, we just need to run. We need to run a race to where. I mean, NASCAR NASCAR. I feel like in all three series was erring on the side of caution. They didn't want. They wanted an entertaining race, yes, because especially for the Cup Series, because of it being the Gen Seven car, they want every race to bring it every weekend. Mm-hmm. But then they also which they've done so they, far a good job at, and we got our first road course coming up this weekend at Circuit of America. it looks like it's sunny weather, so rain shouldn't play a factor. We should we see be, we should see a clear picture of be, Hoda. Uh Weird with the well, we'll get into that a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, we'll later. get back into that in a race preview. But in looking at the Atlanta races, all three series, Truck, spinning, and Cup, I went in there with an open mind. I went in. Everybody yeah. was on Twitter saying, "How do you how do you think it will be?" It's like, too, and I, I said it on everyone too early to tell. On every single comment that i made on twitter regarding this past weekend's races at atlanta and i still feel like it holds holds true even now it's too early to tell we cannot base the future of this package and this track on this one race i didn't want to see a daytona and talladega style racing at a mile and a half I didn't want to see that because, and if they do, they need to bring back something like the rules packages like they had in the early two thousands, where they had that little like strip on the top of the roof where it created a bigger hole and you could suck up and pass cars with ease. Cause it was just freight training the whole time.
2: Yeah. It was I, tough. And, and I, to me I see, like I see that, but I also see it from, from this aspect and I'm going to read you off some, read you off some comments that I seen earlier. If anyone hated that race, then don't even watch. I remember when the 48 won that race by over 10 seconds and everyone else just prayed for a caution that never came. Glad we moved on from that. I personally usually criticize NASCAR, but what happened last weekend was a victory for the sport and viewerships. People that hated it are diehard race fans that want to see real actual racing, not a pack race chess match. Passes based on whose car is better, not who picks the right line at the right time. I get that as well. I didn't hate it, but four plate races are enough for me. I hope they tweak the package before they go back and don't do that anymore. Don't do that to any more intermediates. There won't be that kind of mile and a half at this package uh, or that kind of mile and a half racing any other track. That package isn't being looked at at any other track, but we all know NASCAR at the same time.
1: That was good at Atlanta. Oh, man, we should do that at more tracks. Now And I think NASCAR is against that because they – the I hope they we'll, are. Well, let's take the roval for it. But a they did
2: just change uh, – who is it? Vice President of, of – competition or something Competition and stuff like that yeah, so it's hopefully like Kennedy, i feel we're going in the right
1: direction but see here's the problem with that because if you take the success of the roval you and i have been to the roval it's great a great race it's a great race race one of the kind that if is, that a, is good, a good race weekend period right and you cannot duplicate that you cannot make texas motor speedway into a road course. no absolutely so not. for nascar to say hey this worked at atlanta and, and, and again i'm 50 50 if you love the race great if you didn't I'm with one of the the guy who said four plate races are enough for me. I think they need to tweak the packages a little. I'm with again. you.
2: I think, hey, if we want to do that, that's fine. Let's run it. We we tried that this past weekend. Right. Let's tweak it. I get it. If you open those cars up at that new style Atlanta track, man, the speeds but who's the to, speed would be
1: ungodly. Yeah, but who's to say that you're not going to be able to maintain uh, or um, produce the same pack racing that you would there? I mean, it, the draft is... Going to be a factor well, in it. We,
2: we won't know until but we, won't. we try and So I'm, we got to try
1: And I'm not saying take the restrictor plate off completely. Maybe open up the holes a little bit and do the little finicky engineering thing to the. I say just
2: run a low horsepower and let's take the
1: high downforce off. I don't even
2: know that it's the low horsepower. I think it's just more the it's, high it, downforce. And it very
1: well could have been. I mean, we saw – I mean, It's we, just creating so much drag. But we saw We saw a restrictor-played race in Atlanta, and, again, I'm on the fence about it. I cannot give you a definitive answer on, as of this week's show, episode 123, whether the, Atlanta, the new Atlanta race track worked. I mean, I, I mean, it was a great race. It was fun to watch. I mean, it was just edge on your toes. It was just like Daytona and Talladega. But that's Daytona Talladega Super Speedway, two point five miles, two point six six miles to Talladega, whereas a one point five, yeah, you know, it's 1. just. What top six? Thank you, Charlie, for You're that. Welcome. I mean, a mile and a half. You know, <laughs> it's just to me. I I I didn't much care for it. I didn't, you know, yeah, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it, and I I hate to say I'm impartial to it. But if I was there, I'm sure I would have yeah. been talking a completely different game about this past weekend, as, as opposed to watching it on TV. As with any type of automotive race, that I would be like watching it on TV sucks. Seeing it in person is completely different than watching it on TV. Right, and I definitely like to get people's opinion on it. If you were at the race in Atlanta, give us give us your takes on it because some you probably loved it. Now the wrecks, but if you turn your TV up
2: loud enough and you stand close enough to it, yeah. Maybe and you got surround sound. I, you know, it, maybe is it
1: though? Yeah, maybe if I put on some burning candles like ethanol racing if fuel. If you buy some,
2: yeah, if you buy some race fuel and you'll put
1: it in a cup and you'll hold it right here. Or just inhale, the, oh. just sniff it. <laughs> And burn some rubber oh, and, t- of and turn it, turn the signal wide what, open. What was I thinking? I've been I've been doing it's this so rubber for 20 cheaper. years. I've been doing this so for, much. cheaper. Yeah. I'm right here. And if I go into cardiac arrest and, and just die over, you know at hypoxia. Least you at home. If I watching a race. I guess. I Absolutely, guess that's one way to do it. But man, I mean, you know, <laughs> gosh, dog, how we go down that rabbit hole? But it's you know, over. I mean, that. You yeah, got me on here, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. It's true, but the Atlanta raises, man. I mean, all three series, I mean, brought a good show. But going back to what Kyle Busch said, and I thought about this after he said, it, "It's like I, you don't want these guys to be WWE." It's like when NASCAR. I tweeted this out too, and really nobody responded to it except one or two people, which is fine, I guess. We're not there yet. I feel when tweeting out stuff and people responding. You know, I said something like, you know, a little back and forth conversation, and it said, "Fans, hey, we want to see." Better racing at mile-and-a-half tracks. And NASCAR said, okay, well, we'll reconfigure. We've done that this year so far. We'll reconfigure Atlanta, try the Gen 7 car on that. Also NASCAR, whoa, these cars are going way too fast. We need to restrict them and put them in a pack. I just don't think that was – I see where you're coming from. You know, it's like, hey, let's make the racing exciting, but let's throw restrictor plates on it and then make it exciting, then make it pack racing, and then at that point it's, well, okay – and there were some comers and goers in the race, in all three races. I mean, Corey Heim won the Truck Series race, and, and that was impressive to watch. I mean, I'm with you. The Truck Series usually brings it more, but there were a lot of unnecessary. Yeah, a little bit of a disappointment. At this point. Yeah, but I mean, but the Truck Series I mean, did put on a good series, show. I mean, uh, H- Haley Deegan was
2: lucky because yeah. I tell you
1: what, she was in you a know, on so fire.
2: Speaking of that, man, if, if a, a series is needing to change, the truck series is needing a change before next year. And we harped on the cup series bodies so big last year about cutting tires down. I think we're there with the truck series now. Like we, we need to look into these composite bodies now. Yes, we used to like it. We used to like the truck series because they beat bang, yada, yada, yada. But now we're just getting to where it's cutting tires because now the newer, like they went to a new body style this year, if I'm not mistaken, just slightly. Like just minute changes and stuff. But, man, we've seen a lot of a lot of tires and stuff being cut down so far this year. So something next year to check into
1: as far as composite bodies. Right, and I'll, I'll talk about that more in the Cup Series once we can dive down a little deeper into the wormhole that we're going into for the Truck Series. But then for the Xfinity Series, Ty Gibbs wins. No surprise there. Ty Gibbs in the good equipment, young Ooh. driver, whoop-de-la-dee-doo, in a decent race. The Xfinity Series, I mean, Junior Motorsports looks like they were doing well and in all four cars. this is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22.
0: Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or sea floors.
1: We're taking out in an accident. That sucks, but know. that's the cost of super speedway racing. Yeah. You, know, you run in a pack it like is. that, and one person messes up. A tire goes Warner down. Can,
2: can just wipe out all your contenders, yeah. and next thing you know, Bubba Wallace wins.
1: Well, Bubba Wallace didn't win. He racked on the final I episode. Mean, you know what I mean? It a furious piece. The cup race. Yeah. yeah <laughs> the cup race. William Byron won. The the third Hendrick driver to win this season, the only one not to win is is Chase Elliott. uh, Just won the day before the Easter Bunny 150 late model race. Which was awesome. I mean, William Byron doing very well here. But here's my thing. I'm going to bring this up. These two drivers are just impressing me every weekend. Ross Jastain finishing second since... Daniel Suarez. Since Christopher Bell went under the yellow line, violated that rule, and got disqualified. And Daniel Suarez... You know, I, I looked at that, though. It sure just looked like he got forced down to me, though. No, I mean He went below the yellow line in advanced position, so he I, went below I, the yellow line. So. I get it, but the, I thought the rule was,
2: though, if you get forced down and you advance position,
1: you're you're still good. Yeah, but we're not racing Daytona and Talladega. We're racing Atlantis. It's, it's still a double-line rule. I mean, you're right, but I mean, I could, I know, but I'm all trying. I mean, whatever to me. I mean, it's Christopher <laughs> Bell going below the yellow line. But Daniel Suarez finishing fourth. Kurt Busch. Twenty three eleven holding the banner again. I mean, although be it, uh, Bubba Wallace did wreck there on the final lap, wasn't happy with that, and he was having a great run. And I was, I was almost thinking, I was almost thinking that could this weekend be the weekend that <laughs> Bubba Wallace shuts up everybody, and and once again, just bad luck bites him, and that's unfortunate. Because I knew you know, I should have left the darn seven car in
2: my dang fantasy lineup this weekend. Yeah, we're I gonna take get- him out and put Kevin Harvick back in. Next thing you know, Kevin Harvick sucks when. Yeah, and Corey LeJoy, top five. Finished fifth. What an awesome crap.
1: But, I mean, at the same time, this was for, you know, super speedway rules in my opinion. I mean, this is – but also at the same time, okay. track house racing having a very good run this season. This is like the third time. So, we can't say it's a fluke anymore with Ross Chastain. Ross Chastain, absolutely not. I, Ross This running is up three up races run. in a row that he has gotten up there, and he has showed what he's got Right, front. Absolutely, he has. And his, his teammate Daniel Suarez, although be it – I think it was in California he wrecked or – yeah, I think it was – Either Las Vegas or California that he had a bad run. It was Las Vegas, I feel, mm-hmm. and and he's there up there every weekend as well. So they're track house racing, flexing their muscles. Twenty three eleven with Kurt Busch and Bubba Wallace flexing their muscles there. Joe Gibbs, what's wrong with Joe Gibbs, man? I mean, these guys used to be the powerhouse swingers of the race. Introduce, introduced yeah, the Gen Seven car, know, and all of a sudden it, we it don't just can't
2: finish. You know Kyle Bush can whine all he wants to, but that was just as much Kyle Bush's fault as it was
1: anybody's. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, the three car was in front of him, got loose. A lot of people got loose this past week in, in all yeah. three series, and he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. It's just one of those racing incidences. The highest finishing Joe Gibbs driver was Barney Trex Jr. in eighth position. I mean, that, that that to me tells me something. Like, oh, <laughs> Look, Christopher I mean, Bell has been the best running car; he's just been wrecking. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter where well you run if you can't finish a race. No, you no, absolutely. You can't win.
2: Absolutely. I'm just saying, like, the 20 car has been like the powerhouse yeah, They can't I mean, finish.
1: Denny, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and quickly bring up the standings right here for the NASCAR Cup Series. You got Chase Elliott, who's in the lead. I mean, this is without playoff points. Logano, Briscoe, William Byron, Kurt Busch, top five. Ryan Blaney, Eric Almirola, Marnie Trex Jr., Alex Bowman, Ross Chastain, top 10. Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, Daniel Suarez, Kevin Harvick, Tyler Reddick, top 15, and then rounding out the top 16 for the playoff round is Brad Kozlowski. I have to go all the way down to 26 to, to bring get up, a second to, Gibbs car. To bring up, not the second Gibbs car. No, no the, the third Gibbs car. The, yeah. thir- the third Gibbs car, which is Denny Hamlin. And 30th is Christopher Bell. Harrison Burton, oh. and this is kind of blowing me away here, BJ McLeod, is beating Harrison Burden in the points by two points. He's twenty. He's thirty uh, first. I'll say it now. Being in that twenty one car is a curse. No, Ryan Blaney won in that car. He did fine. So what's the problem with the car? I think it's the driver. I don't know because he's he's had good runs and then he's gotten wrecked out. But here here here's the playoff standings as they run after the Atlanta Motor Speedway Chase Elliott. William Byron, Chase Briscoe, Joey Logano, and Alex Bowman, top five, Ryan Blaney, Kirk Bush, Kyle Larson, Austin Cindric, and Marnie Drex Jr., top ten, Eric Almirola, Ross Chastain, Tyler Reddick, Daniel Suarez, Kyle Busch, and Kevin Harvick. Kozlowski doesn't even make the playoff cut line, and that's with William Byron, Chase Briscoe, Alex Bowman, Kyle Larson, and Austin Cindric being locked into the playoffs. All being locked in. So it's going to be interesting to see going to Circuit of America. I know Chase Elliott's Drooling, going at circuit of the Americas yeah, coming he, up here this weekend. He needs
2: this one and that, put all four hundred cars before like the first eight races locked in,
1: which would be a tremendous pressure off there. No Alex. kidding. But now we're looking
2: at they it. can start. They can start trying stuff with this next gen car at that point.
1: Yeah, and testing pretty much in the big long testing session right now because they need that. And I feel like anybody else in, and I'm I'm thinking Chase Briscoe's in the same boat as well as Austin Cindrick here. Let's just test for the. Twenty-two and twelve, and mm-hmm. the case Absolutely. of Austin Syndrome. You know, Briscoe, Briscoe's, Briscoe's strong f- right now, Br- man. Briscoe's flexing his muscles right now, and it's really and and just a kind of another tidbit of information here after the Atlanta races. In the manufacturer standing, Chevrolet's in the lead. This is in Cup Chevrolet's in the lead. Ford second, and Toyota's third. That's rare to see Toyota being back there in the third position. That's good. They can't none of them finish races right now. Yeah, I mean, they're all wrecking. It's going to be interesting to see what Circuit of America races bring to everybody. I'm, I'm really I'm, I'm really looking forward to those races. It should be a, an interesting race weekend. I'm thinking the weather is going to be clear, so this will be a good determination on whether Circuit of America works out for NASCAR in the future or not. And we're just going to get right into it. Charlie, what are you looking forward to this weekend? What are you looking for from compared to last weekend um, where, or last year? This where is it's going
2: to be the true test to this next gen car, in my opinion. The first road yep, course, I think so too. We're going into all, all this new differential, the sequential shifters. These guys aren't having a clutch going into the corners now. This is a whole different ball game going into this road course. This is unchartered territory. We're about to see how many guys mess up. downshift when they're supposed to upshift, and upshift when they're supposed to downshift going into these corners. And at the same time, how many people have transactional issues or shifter issues before we even make it to the race this weekend? I guarantee you these teams bring many, many, many multiple extra transactionales, axles, everything to Texas with them for this race
1: this weekend. And that is if they do have those components that they can. They're going to bring out. as many as they can. Right. And I think so as well. But I'm, I'm with you there. Um, but I'm looking at and, and we've seen it for the, all the way past from Daytona to Atlanta this past week. And especially in the Cup Series, tires, tires, tires. Are we going to see more tire failures? I'm I'm not a big fan of the bigger tire with the smaller sidewall because it's failing. Mm-hmm. That is the point of failure, especially yeah. in the rears. And we saw, seen it in Atlanta. we seen it in that that, Las it's Vegas. That,
2: it's that right rear. And I, I still don't know that it's a Goodyear issue, though, because I really think it's not if, – if it was that big of an issue, more teams, and it would happen way more often during a race. I still think – You got a point there. It's you know? just like it was – A couple years ago, when these teams were so aggressive on the right fronts, these teams are getting so aggressive on the right
1: rears. So do you – well, this is a quick hip pocket question right here. Do you think NASCAR needs to regulate that? They need to find that butter zone. Well, they already
2: did to an extent because as soon as this car come out, these these teams were crabbing the rear end a little bit like they used to do on some of these cars. Yep, yep, I remember those. To help cornering and stuff, and they did, but now you can adjust – Caster camber and toe on a dang, just the rear alone. Right. And so, yes, if that's the case, they're going to have to dig into this. You know, NASCAR is going to have to just sit down and say, hey, enough's enough. This ain't a freaking tire issue. Okay. Right. Well, like, to me, it is. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe it is a tire issue.
1: Because ultimately, what's failing here, the, the sense, most sensitive part of that whole equation, it, which I mean, is the rubber? It is a
2: tire failure, but it, is it a tire but failure because it is going past its
1: limits? Or is it a tire failure due because
2: of the tire? Due to the setup,
1: yes. Right. And, and that's a good question there. I mean, but it's still in the back of my mind. And now, especially now that we're seeing a trend here, we're seeing a bad trend here with NASCAR and their tires. and yeah, it could be very well what you said. It could be a tire issue in the sense of they're aggressively, since with the independent rear suspension. <laughs> you know, can, it it's you.
2: just funny that we see it on the right sides and it's never a left side issue.
1: Yeah, and you're right. I mean, there's something about that pressure that's being in the force is being put on that tire. And I'm not an engineer. I'm not going to pretend to be. But, like you said, with the new independent rear suspension that NASCAR has brought with this well, Gen 7 car.
2: My three different engineering degrees that I have.
1: Okay. <laughs> making, okay, that was a lie. That was I don't a big any lie. You want to be a recruiter in the Army National Guard. So, if you working in the freaking on cars for living. But, anyways, <laughs>
2: back when I worked on cars for a living, when, when tires started cupping in the rear, uh, I'm just
1: kidding. Anyways, back to our story. What were we talking about? Well, yeah, with these independent rear suspensions where they could adjust all three of these, like you said, camber, caster, exactly. and tow. Exactly. It, it's you know, due I'm, to tow. You know, I mean. It's it due could, to tow. It could be. Or, very... or camber.
2: Or not camber, caster. No, no, I'm sorry, camber.
1: Camber. Yeah, I forgot my NTI. It's days. camber or tow. I forgot my NTI days too, Charlie. It's okay. Don't forget no, it. Don't worry about it.
2: But it's, it's either they're either putting too much camber or they're putting too much okay. toe in I mean, it. Most likely they're putting too much toe in it and it is eating the inside of that right rear tire. It's helping the rear of this car turn and
1: yeah. but it, it, it mean, is eating it. And eventually, they're, they're just, it's done. I mean, but it's the tires. But then on top of the tires, it's also to to me, the single lug nut. I, I mean, I think Preston brought it up when he was a part of the show, right <laughs> when this, the season kicked off. And he's still a part of the show. Disclaimer He's still a part of the show. He's That's just, at the bottom. Disclaimer. Yeah, disclaimer. Still at the. <laughs> he. Uh, <laughs> He, he would talk about what, what are these things going to do when they're on the brakes hard? Because we haven't haven't really seen any breaking here. Maybe Phoenix, but not to the extent that it's going to be this weekend at Circuit of the Americas with these single lug nuts, cars
2: I wouldn't even say Circuit of the Americas. I'd say let's uh, wait till Martinsville.
1: Well, yeah, maybe Martinsville, but I, I, I'm curious to see how these single lug nuts were Do and if nothing happens, fine. But if we, if I see one lug nut being fused on there and they can't get the wheel off and they're trying and trying and Valtteri Bottas memories come back to me at Monaco saying that can't happen. Well, then you know that's going to raise a lot of questions for me. But looking forward to Circuit of the Americas, I'm I am too. I think this will be not only a the real test for these Gen Seven cars, Charlie. This will be mm-hmm. also a real test for Circuit of the Americas as well. Last year, we saw a crap weekend. It was last raining year, and raining man, it was and a raining
2: disaster. Rain like, and raining and uh, raining. The only reason why I'm looking forward this year is a redemption of last year because it was a utter failure for NASCAR in general last year to even allow them cars to get on a track. I get it. We have rain yeah. tires, but our rain tires – are not like F one rain tires or no. indie car rain yeah. tires or whatever. It's they not- they're not designed for that. These cars weigh three times, four times as much as what F one cars or indie cars right. weigh. Absolutely. We cannot go out there and hit piles of water. Like we can race on a damp track. We cannot race on a wet track, even yeah. with Rain tires, I'm sorry, they're not designed to do that. These tires cannot hold up to that. We saw that last year, and if, for whatever reason, rain does get in a forecast, NASCAR needs to take appropriate measures and about, hey, guys, look, we're not even going to chance this bull crap this year because of that fiasco of a freaking mess we had last year. Agreed.
1: We're just going to go ahead and call it and race it the next day. And and hopefully it doesn't come down to that. Hopefully, it just it's a nice clear weekend like the forecast says it is, and we, we see nothing but good road course racing. This, this is going to be a good first weekend, a first road course race of the season. Still in the Lone Star State, there at Texas, and we'll have to wait and see. I'm, I'm curious. We're curious about the tr- conditions at the track as far as weather. We're curious about the Gen Seven car holding up to. The, the demands of a road course race the sequential shifting the, the transaxle in the rear the independent rear suspension the tires the lug nuts there's a lot of unknowns going into this particular weekend that we're just gonna have to wait and see what happens and I'm but I'm I'm looking forward to it. all three series are gonna race there and we're gonna give you the well, why would you do that because you
2: just said you were looking forward to a road course and last year all I heard was well, I mean. Stupid
1: road I mean I, I, stupid again, I'm not. A, <laughs> you're, you're not wrong there, man. But at the, <laughs> I mean, at the same time, it's NASCAR an racing. And I'm, if they're racing at, I mean, I like the roll. I love the Roval. There's something about the Roval to me. It's just a, a road course. You and I went to Watkins Glen back in, I think, 2015 with Caroline. And we, we had a great time. It was a historical track. And it was great to see a race there at Watkins Glen. However, it wasn't fun seeing 2014. it. 2014. Was it 2014? Is it, man, has it been that long How long ago? Holy cow. sure was. Oh, yeah, it was 2014. I'm looking at my A.J. Allmendinger winning car right there. Yep, 2014, but, man. But, long, I mean, long time it ago. It feels like forever ago. And, yep. you know, but looking at Back in my glory days. Yeah, okay, everybody's glory days, I guess, were back forever ago, right? <laughs> They're never in <incredible. sighs> <laughs> it's not that big of a deal, man. but uh, but I mean, in, in thinking about that, I mean, we just saw the cars go by us and then watch the race on a screen. I mean, to me, road course race isn't you know fan friendly, as you could say. Right. I mean, the atmosphere right. was great. The race itself, you know, seeing the pit stops and the cars coming by, whoop de doo I mean, but the roval is a different story. You can see everything, and that's yeah, what made the it roval ex- great. Yeah, that's what made it exciting to me was seeing the roval. That's and- the first time I was ever on a podcast. That was, man. That was your first introduction. I think it was episode yeah. three of I think
2: it was sometime about this time in the morning, as a matter of fact. And it about eight
1: thirty in the morning
2: and I was just like Shh.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, at the races, you weren't holding back. I mean, I remember the cooler going there. It was so heavy. Breakfast? Okay. Oh, Miller Lite or England? <laughs> we carried, like, so much beer to that race, and it was the bags were so heavy. Oh, and by gosh. the end, we were just like, okay, well, that's it. I think I bought you a Chase Elliott Koozie in that race because I said, <laughs> I, said right I said, if he wins that race, I'm going to buy you a Koozie, man, because there's no way. We're getting off topic here. Yeah, but, anyway. But yeah, man, I mean. The road course racing to me isn't the most fun. However, I must say I'm curious to see what will happen. I'm hoping it will be a successful weekend. I'm hoping everything will go fine with the car, I with the so track, so. NASCAR, and their drivers bring a good product to the Circuit of the America race. Because if that's the case, well then the Sonoma race is going to be good, the Watkins Glen race is going to be good, the Road America race is going to be good. These the future road courses on the schedule are going to be good races. <laughs> You know, I I think with the sequential shifter, you
2: may see some of the people that are normally not as good on road courses run a little better. Maybe just for the fact that may level out the field as far as not having a clutch and shift, which granted, these guys are not even with the old transmissions. They're not clutching and downshifting. It is more of a tap on the gas, downshift, whatnot. They're just clutching to upshift. I think with this, you may see a little bit closer racing. It's my prediction. We'll see what happens because in the end, it still comes down to who's going to hit their marks consistently every lap. And that's going to come down to your more proficient road
1: course racers. We'll see what happens. We shall see what happens, but we're going to give you a quick rundown here of where they're racing this weekend here in Formula One and NASCAR. We're going to see the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix for Formula One, March 27th at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on ESPN. We're going to also see the Truck Series race at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturday, March 26th on FS1. Then following that at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1, we're going to see the Xfinity Series drivers take to the Circuit of the Americas track. And it's Sunday, March 27th at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So literally right after the Formula One race, you can switch over to watch NASCAR race to Circuit of the Americas on Fox. And that's going to be at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Fox. And again, looking forward to it. Don't want to knock it till I try it. I'm I'm, we're curious to see what would happen there with that. But Charlie, anything else before we get into our final thoughts here, man? Uh no, man. I'm let's let's nope. get into the uh, real quick here. Racing I know you said it race of the weekend. Let's get it on the record here. Race of the weekend for you this past weekend. Yeah,
2: I'm gonna go into cup race. The uh you know, I, I enjoyed truck racing. I really do, but it was a little bit of a disappointment this
1: weekend. I think for the first time I think I've ever said it here on Ramblin' About Racing, even when it was in the marbles I, I got to go with the IndyCar race at Texas. It was a great race. It flew by fast. I, those yeah, guys I didn't were, get to watch any uh, of those. You missed so it, man. You, you I, I got to go with what I got to watch, yeah, which was I hear you.
2: out of the three would be the cup race.
1: The IndyCar race was great. The Formula One race was great. All three, NASCAR. I mean, like I said, I watched everything this past week and in between watching my daughter and stuff. But it was it was amazing to watch, all three series. But the the IndyCar race is the most memorable one with me with that Final lap, final turn passed by Joseph Newgarden to win. Amazing race. And Jimmy Johnson getting his first top 10 in IndyCar. That was great to see. Hope more of it comes along for Jimmy Johnson. Congrats to him. And the next race is in 17 days. So we got a little while before the next IndyCar race. Charlie, again, one more time. Anything else regarding Atlanta, Circuit of the Americas coming up here, Bahrain, Texas for IndyCar that you would like to talk about
2: uh no man i'm i'm good we'll get it on get on into the final thoughts there all right sounds good let's do it
1: before we wrap up today's episode i wanted to remind everyone out there about our partnership with fanatics fanatics is a proud sponsor of burns radio which we here at rambling about racing are a proud affiliate with Fanatics, you can find all your latest and greatest NASCAR gears to get you ready for this coming up season, such as T-shirts, hoodies, hats, diecast, and so much more. But you don't only really have to stop in there and buy NASCAR gear. I get all my latest and greatest Washington Capitals gear from there.
2: Yeah, and not only do you get hockey gear and stuff like that. I go in there. That's where I get all my Alabama Crimson Tide gear.
1: Yeah, that's right. Roll Tide, man. It's a one-stop shop for all your sports gear needs, no matter what sports you're interested in. All purchases help out. Burns Radio bring you latest and greatest content and keep us on the air to bring you guys that content through the radio. If you head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under our Partners tab, there you will find the link to Fanatics. Take you right there. Go do your shopping there for this upcoming racing season or for whatever sports you want. Go check them out. White
0: flag, white flag, white flag. One lap to go. One lap, Raider. Right
1: All right, wrapping up today's episode of Rambling About Racing. Thanks for sticking with us through this whole process and doing this. Really do appreciate it. It's been a fun episode. It's been, yeah. Let's just say a lot was unpacked, a lot was discussed, and. If you have anything to talk about regarding this week's episode, let us know what you think using hashtag what you think ITM there on Twitter and Facebook. We will definitely get back to you and do that. One more housekeeping tip, a thing I wanted to bring up at the start of the show, but I forgot about it. If you signed up for orgs uh, email list on, their web, on that old website, that website's no longer an active website as far as doing anything with, giveaways and anything. So head over to rambling about racing.com. Links can be found in the podcast description or on our social media platforms of where that is. If you sign up there, that will just bring you back into the loop for giveaways and everything else and staying in the loop with the show and maybe future episodes and stuff like that. I mean, just let's just say if you signed up for the old website, sign up for the new website, rambling You can do that. And now we get to our question of the week this week in NASCAR and our fantasy standings. And Charlie wants to read the fantasy standings. And if you haven't figured it out by now, because he is leading the rambling about racing fantasy standings. So. It's the
2: only thing I'm leading right now. OK, well, I mean, let, let me run my first okay. points race. And then if I'm not leading in that, I'm still going to lead the fantasy
1: standings. OK, we'll see. So okay, go ahead, Charlie. I, Update, so, because it, this is from two weeks. This is from both Phoenix as well as this. We've had. Oh, you didn't read and, them last week? No, because remember, I recorded the week before. I was in Columbia That's right. all last week, so That's I didn't. try. Right. Yeah, I didn't. we did two two episodes so, in one week. So, there, so this so. is two weeks of fantasy standings here. Updating it. Two weeks worth of butt weapons. Okay, so, I, so go ahead, Charlie. Um, what do you move on here?
2: I, I want to read off our manufacturer standings because we got some. We got three people with. One with a Toyota emblem, one with a Ford emblem, and one with a Chevrolet emblem as their icons there, or avatars, as you have it. Oh, that's that's a good uh, one, Charlie. Avatars. So, our manufacturer standings, if, if we have it, it, in rambling about racing's fantasy, Toyota is dominating, so to speak. It's the only thing they're dominating in this year. They are sitting second with Summers Racing at 880 points. Ford is sitting ninth with Smokey Woody with 773 points. The Chevrolet is 10th, two points behind at 771 points with Super Sumo 32. Bottom of the list is 43 and me, or 695. If he changed that number, 43 and me. I, I don't know what 43 is for. I don't know if that's Bubba Wallace's old number or whatever. Z Cleve seven. 721 points is 11. Matt Camper is eighth. With seven hundred seventy-five points, S Blades is seventh, seven hundred seventy-eight points. SMR R and D is sixth with eight hundred points.
1: By the way, SMR R and D is the two-time defending champion of this fantasy league. So
2: he's he's having a rough start of the season
1: this year. He's so, having a Denny Hamlin start. Do not start. count him out. No, do not. I mean, if he's if anybody could come make a comeback, it's the Absolutely. two-time defending champion Absolutely. of this so, fantasy league. Uh,
2: B nine three getting our top five is fifth with eight hundred and twelve, and making a huge comeback the past couple of weeks is yours truly Matt Beamer.
1: That's right, I, I told you I'm going to catch you before the mid uh, uh, before the All Star break. Sitting fourth
2: with eight hundred and sixteen points, SMR operations sitting pressing. third with eight hundred and twenty three points, and we went over Summers Racing is Toyota with the Toyota sitting second with eight hundred and eighty points. And then myself sitting first with 924 points. Uh, My lead is slowly dwindling down. However, it was a rough week in Atlanta for myself. Most of my guys got taken
1: out. Well, because we're racing a super speedway package on a mile and a half, and one car going around causes a calamity, and we saw that extensively in the Cup Series race. Thanks a lot, Bubba
2: Wallace, for wrecking all my people.
1: Well, Technically, Bubba Wallace got wrecked. It doesn't matter. No, it does matter. Bubble Wallace got yeah. wrecked by the 17 car of Chris Buescher. No, it doesn't matter. Hey, Bubba Wallace wrecked him. Hey, be the umpire. Here. He wrecked everybody. Oh, no, he didn't. Give me a break. You're just a hater of Bubble Wallace. Uh, whatever. He wrecked everybody. <laughs> um, <all> right. <laughs> right so the end, you go ahead, session. say your part, okay, uh, and then I will do questions of the week. All right. All right. This week in NASCAR, we go to March twenty fourth, 1970. During a Goodyear tire test at Talladega, Buddy Baker becomes – the fastest, the first man, I should say, to break the 200 mile an hour barrier on a closed circuit. Baker turns a lap of 200.477 miles per hour to establish himself as quote the fastest man on four wheels. And that was this week in NASCAR, March 24th, 1970. I need to get a history book for Formula one in Indy so I could do a little bit more broadness than this and this is an outdated book this only goes to like let me see here what this goes to because we have so much more history here this only goes to 2009 yeah so roughly this time in 2010 so this is a decade old over uh, yeah so
2: roughly this time in like 2003 is when ryan newman got his name the uh, rocket man rocket man ryan newman at bristol because he Got down to the 14 seconds in yeah. a Dodge with Penske. Yeah, all tell yep. us his sponsor and set the fast time at Bristol Motor Speedway. So it was sometime right around in this area. I seen a couple of uh, notifications about it earlier. So okay, but anyway, moving on. Moving question on. of the week.
1: Question of the week.
2: If any other manufacturer, and we're going to exclude Dodge from this equation. Okay. Because Dodge would be most likely the most common answer. That's what I drive. Right. That's what I got as well. So we're going to exclude Dodge. What would be your vote or your choice
1: for the next manufacturer to come into your top three series in NASCAR? That's a good question. Because you don't know, think about that, you think of—I mean—you think of Mopar coming back, and, and, and you excluding Dodge from you, that you, equation. Uh, exactly. That's why I had Ooh. to exclude Dodge because
2: you most everybody would say, yeah. "Oh, well, I want Dodge back." Yada 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 yada. Absolutely. So I had to exclude Dodge. Oh man. So because most everybody's going to say Dodge, that's the easiest answer. So I want you to think outside the box a little bit and say, "Okay, hey, I won't." You know, I would say, well, if, you know, if Dodge doesn't come back, well, what would be the next thing? Probably okay. try and make their way into NASCAR. Okay. Everybody, what's your choice? You know, comment at, you know, Mbeamer22 or at Chuck8384. Let let us know. All right. Let us know what,
1: what, your, what your choices are. Let us know. And using hashtag what you think ITM <laughs> on that one. Well, that's a a good that's, a that's, that's, a a, that's a toughie. That's a toughie. Yeah, you, you got to think, think on that one, that one a little to make you scratch your head a little bit and think about yeah. that because you got to make the right call on that one. Charlie, that was a great question of the week, man. Really do appreciate it. Again, let us know <sighs> what you think what the question or your answer would be using hashtag what you think ITM and tagging, rambling about racing and myself and Charlie and that. Charlie, anything else before we wrap it up here? Yeah, I swear to goodness, nobody better say Honda. Anyway, anything you I was were going to say, Honda, <laughs> I was, Honda. was no, The only thing that was say just, I mean, I was going to wait till next week to tell you. Now I got to change no, absolutely it. Absolutely not. Okay, well then we'll just have to wait till next week. think Honda makes a V eight engine, period. We're just going to have to wait till next week to see what 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 I think the new net manufacturer would be excluding Dodge. I mean, that's you 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 put the <laughs> you're, you're going to open it. You put
2: you're going to open up to show and back. <laughs>
1: anyway, anyway, we're already way past our time here. I swear to God, I will put you through the TV. Too. Charlie, anything else before we wrap it up here? No, you pretty much ruined my night. All right, all right man. Well, have a good night. And with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here on this episode of Ramblin' About Racing. Thank you so much for tuning in to us this week on Ramblin' About Racing. Make sure to follow Ramblin' About Racing on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you to everyone who has done that. And that could be found on our website, ramblinaboutracin.com. I'd like to thank our partners for the show. Stand up to cancer and fanatics for all they do, not for only for us here at Ramblin' About Racing, but for what they do as well for Burns, radio and i'd like to give a special shout out to preston Lude. hopefully he comes back here sooner rather than later for myself mad beamer in 22 charlie herkus chuck 8384 and preston Lude p underscore luda on twitter thank you everybody for tuning in again stay safe and we'll see you after the road courses at circuit of the americas